you need a fun account. That's right. A bank account where the money in it is used for your fun. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Welcome to Cheers to Your Prosperity, a show where I spill the tea, <laughs> I mean coffee, on what it takes to keep more of your hard-earned money without sacrificing the things you love. We'll talk about how to use the principles of wealth, money mindset, spirituality, and more to enhance your financial skill set. I'm your host, Chiyama Njaku. I'm an 18-year accountant and a financial coach. Here's something else I'd love for you to know. I've experienced financial rock bottom and have climbed my way out of it. What that means to you is that I walk my talk and I look forward to sharing my experiences as well as observations from my work with clients to help you walk yours. Y'all, I believe we all have a right to prosper. With that said, enjoy the show and let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cheers to Your Prosperity. I am your host, Chiyama. Feel free to call me Chi or Chi Chi. I'm an accountant, a financial coach, and I believe we all have a right to prosper. The intent behind this podcast, these episodes, are to it's to really build a relationship with money and give ourselves an opportunity to have a voice when it comes to how we manage our own finances. So I'm really hoping to make some of these financial concepts or tools or situations that seem to bring about a lot of shame, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of negative feelings, make it approachable. And so stay tuned. If you've been enjoying the episodes uh, that have been coming out, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And um, if you have not, that's okay too. Um, We are open to feedback. We, me, I'm open to feedback here as well. Um, Don't be mean. (laughs) But feedback is, feedback is good. This is part of, we're all here to have a conversation. That's what this is about. Okay, today we're going to be talking about fun, specifically why you need a fun account. And when I say a fun account, I don't mean if you happen to save money and then you take a portion of that for fun, or if you happen to have a little bit left over after you've paid all your bills, little money left over that is, then maybe you'll have some fun. I mean having a bank account that is specific only for you to have fun. It's for you. Fun. Yay. Why do we need to have a fun account? It's because not a lot of us know what we want or are comfortable declaring what we want. And we don't know what we want because of conditioning. As a whole, right, we're told judgmental things like you don't talk about money or coffee is a frivolous expense we're questioned about, let's say you happen to get a nice shirt or a pair of new pair of gloves. Someone will come around the way and say, what happened to the other one that you were wearing? And it's like, you just get these little judgy comments. And also, listen, we grew up, um, I will always say this, our childhood stories, which have great lessons in them, also tends to paint a picture about money and generosity and having fun. 
Um, probably grew up with parents telling you that there's only so much to go around and our common money teachings, whether it's for business or personal, is from that foundation of there only is so much around. Now, I took a, a training. I was really fortunate to be in this training and it happened uh, summer or spring. I think it was spring of 2021. And it was a big, robust training. But one of the pieces that I took away was really understanding our parents and grandparents and their parents and how a lot of our teachings today are a reflection of people who are older than us and their experiences. And the reality is things were a bit more scarce for them. And then they worked hard to produce a bit more abundance for those of us today. And those of us today, I expect we're working hard to produce even more abundance for people of tomorrow. And I know it's tough to talk about abundance given that we're still in the pandemic and coming in and out of lockdown. People are, have lost jobs. Kids don't, it's, they may or may not be able to go to school, you know, stuff like that. But in general, let's just say our parents, when they were, shoot, I'll even say our parents when they were in the 40s, I'm 41. Um, they couldn't, when they were four, my parents were 41, they could not order food by turning on their phones and, and clicking uh, an app. So we are in different times. So just take that into account when some of this advice, it's the principles still stand. They just could stand to be updated a little bit. And so that includes having an account for fun. In light of why I'm saying this too, why it's important to have an account for fun, we all, speaking of different times, um, depending on where you live, this is becoming more of a thing. Each household, we're living next to people that have from, of different races, of different cultural backgrounds. Maybe they came from a different country of different religious backgrounds. This is really, really cool because this did not happen before. So we're in a time when we, are, we have people that have just different ways of life. So that means we have different needs and different wants. Therefore, the blanket advice of cut the coffees and the dinners might not apply to, to the household next door maybe because literally they're not about coffee. So does that means nothing to them and they cook. I come from a background, I'm Nigerian. We cook, we don't really order out. That's a new thing to come, that's newish, but we cook, I know how to cook. Um, so just thinking about that and yes, we're, we're not all, sometimes a lot of times traditional advice as it's taught. And I think as it's been, assumed like the sound bites of these blogs and like instagram cards doesn't really go to the depth of whatever a teaching a coffee is a frivolous expense for example means so there's an assumption that we're all the same we all have the same needs and wants and that's just not true anymore so it's very very important in my opinion to have a fun account because this will help you learn about yourself. For example, you will learn about your likes 
and dislikes, when you have an account that gives you permission without guilt, without shame to go out and do you, you will also be able to establish better boundaries and be more disciplined. So saying no won't be as much of a struggle because you get to practice now. You get to understand why you're saying no to certain things and yes to other things. Instead of someone else telling you, you should say no to that or you you should say yes. So you learn to become a bit more self-sufficient. Speaking of no and yes, right? Boundaries and disciplines. That means you are better able to prioritize what is most important to you. This is awesome. Because drum roll, please, when you start prioritizing what means most to you, which means you are able to focus on what means most to you, you are actually able to save money. Now, this is what I like. How do you save money? It's not intentional. You're just not spending on the things that don't mean much to you or mean little to you. I mean, so you're, I'm just going to say, let me use proper English, but you all understood what I said. So when you now have boundaries, you have discipline because you're practicing, right? You're understanding your likes and dislikes. You now have focus. You are able to prioritize. And that means you are actually spending less money on wasteful things. That's what I love. Let me add to this. Having a fun account improves your relationship with money. The good old mindset. You get to actually practice your new mindset. So this is very important. Like having a fun account is actually a really, really good thing. Now, what happens when we don't have a fun account? Like the typical way we are taught to manage money, or at least the way we think we've been taught. I'm still waffling on that. Is this what we think we were taught or is this really a thing? In other words, the restrictions, right? Cut the coffees, cut the dinners, um, find, spend as little money as possible. Like basically be cheap, find the cheapest of everything instead of really solving a problem. Well, restrictions like that um, can actually lead to overspending. And that's because we're just not fulfilled. We lack boundaries because we're not getting becoming able to practice and, and know what our boundaries are because we are restricting, we're cutting, we're staying away from things. And we're doing so without choice. It's based on someone else's expectations, not on ours. I have to tell you, you can't hide from Starbucks. It's everywhere. Those flashy emails, anyone that has an email account, I'm sure you subscribe to a few things because you purchased literally, literally one thing or you have your favorite coach or some newsletter. And some of those email headlines are very catchy and they offer discounts and it's tempting. Like Black Friday was in my face personally this, uh, in 2021. Um, that was a really good training ground for like um, money consciousness and money mindset. Oh, that was phenomenal. Oh yeah. I hope some of you got a chance to like, see that, like, this is why you have a fun account because you can actually handle stuff like black Friday and not feel bad about it and not feel pressured because you know yourself. So back to why I'm saying that restricting is actually not great for you. You don't get a chance to know yourself. You can easily succumb to the Black Fridays and overspend. I mentioned not being fulfilled because you're not happy. So what do you spend money on? 
things to fulfill you. Maybe you have a shopping habit because you're filling a void. You're buying a lot of alcohol because you're filling a void. You're maybe it's stress because now you're not happy. When you restrict yourself like that, just to save money, you're not happy. I'm speaking from personal experience and I'm sharing the experience of other people. I'm not saying I'm like everyone else, but I'm letting you know, I, it's, it's not a fun place to be. And you really can convince yourself with this righteous attitude. Like you look down on other people, like, look at them, <laughs> look at them buying a coffee. I made mine at home. Meanwhile, my, mine is lukewarm, um, watered down. And I just don't want it. Plus it smells like the plastic thermos that it was in while they get a fresh cup of whatever it was. And I'm, I'm also acting all self-righteous, like hmm, the Starbucks, it's disgusting, it's gross. When I wanted to participate with my peers, and there's nothing wrong with doing that from time to time, but I was trying to save money. So I withheld, I stopped myself from enjoying an experience, from living life. And that's what restrictions can do. You, you hold yourself back from fully expressing yourself, fully express, enjoying life. And it leads to stress and anxiety, feeling guilty for paying spending a $1.25 on a Gatorade or water, you know, like that's a lot of fear. That's a lot to handle. And then last but not least, because I could go on about this. When you don't have a fun account, when you're restricting yourself, this can actually impact your relationship with other people. I'm trying to pick a story here because I have too many of an example of this. Let's start with something that we can all, we're all familiar with because the holidays as of this recording just passed, that's 2021 and then the holidays of 2022, or if you're listening to this in 2023 and beyond, they're coming or they're here. Every holiday season has a Christmas carol. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I imagine you know what a Christmas carol is, or at least the essence of it. And the main character Scrooge is a prime example of someone that restricts himself. This original story was actually meant as a message about pop, the way pop, people in poverty are treated. And so this main guy is so cheap, so cheap with himself, so tight-fisted, as they called it, that no, no one liked him. No one wanted to be around him. He treated people poorly because he thought that's the way he had to be. When I used to live in New York City, there was this woman that was so cheap, dressed to the nines, extremely glamorous, but she never carried her wallet around because she was always saving money. Hey, I have no shame on your goal, but you can't expect other people to pay for you because you're so cheap. And that was what happened. So after I, I was in the running scene and after a run, we would either go grab a meal. Like we became a small family. I, I missed, I missed this it was fun and some great memories. We, um, we would go and meet for a meal or we, after a race, we would meet for brunch. We're always socializing, but there's always this woman that would tag along, never bring her wallet, wouldn't order anything, look like a starving cat. And then finally, like, it's just uncomfortable because we're at this point when it has happened like 50 times, no, this, no, no exaggeration, 50 times of this person asking to drink our waters because she's thirsty and, but she's drinking water to save the, the, she's hungry. She's drinking water. 
to, to stave off the hunger and she won't order anything. We're trying to be strong because she has a habit, a habit of having one of us. We cave in and then we end up paying this inflated bill. And then there's always that one person that says, all right, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll pay, I'll pay for you. And then this is what she does. She didn't, she doesn't just order one meal. She orders three at least. And then it's like, let's split the check. And I'm like, absolutely not. I'm tired of paying for this woman. So this is the thing. It's like, we don't, when people are a little bit tight fisted, listen, I respect your savings goals, but you cannot expect other people to then pay for your life because you're not willing to. So when I, basically when you're restricting, that restriction now carries on to other people that could definitely be a source of conflict when it comes to the interpersonal. And that's not respecting another person's boundaries, I might add. I didn't even get to like, when you're tight, when you're restrictions, it can cause fights with your significant other because you've got one person that's stressed out about the bills or someone else. It can be a hot mess. So we need balance is what I'm saying. I'm not trying to crack on the person that wants to save money. That's fine, save it. But be very mindful as to how you inflict your boundaries on other people. You might actually be offending them. I have to say, like, each person is going to find that they're right. I'll have to share another personal story another time. It's coming. It's about hair, my hair. Okay, so in light of all of this, now that you know what restrictions can do and why you should have fun, let's Let's talk about how do you start? I have a strong suggestion. Um, and this cash flow method, I'm really about the cash flow methods. It's called the 50, 30, 20 method. It's 50, 30, 20. And we might have heard of it. I'm holding a book. It's called All Your Worth. And it's by former president, US presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren and her daughter, Amelia Warren Tiagi. I got the full understanding of the 50, 30, 20 cash flow plan from, from them. It's a, so again, the book is called All Your Worth by Elizabeth Warren and Amelia Warren Tiagi. And I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. And so what essentially the 50, 30, 20 is about, it's about you take your income and then you allocate it by three categories, needs, wants, and savings. Very general and quite awesome. So 50% of your income goes to your needs. 30% of your income goes to your wants. 20% goes to savings. So it's a have your cake and eat it too kind of plan. This applies, this isn't just personal finance. This works for business. It works really well. When I say works, I mean you're growing your bank account and you're learning about what you need. So what is a need? It's anything that you need and specifically to business or your personal, but the things that you need to pay for, like you need to pay for rent, you need to pay your employees. Um, you might have a, a platform like a website that's, and, and you, you, help, you host different service on your website. That's a need. Savings is a given, that's generalized. I'm gonna leave savings alone. We'll just call it savings because there's many things you could save for. 
Now your wants is where you get to explore. In business, you might want to invest in a coach. You might want to see what it's like to hire a virtual assistant. You might want to toy around with paying yourself a bonus from time to time. In your personal life, go wild, my friends. This is where you get to explore. And the thing is about that account, when the money runs out, the money runs out. Now, how to structure it? The way I would teach it, I would do this according to your bank accounts. So any money that comes in to your account, you're going to allocate. And I would just say, multiply that by 0.3 and move it to one, I'm going to say a checking account because you'll be using it. So that's two checking accounts you'll have. Checking account for the income, checking account for, let's say the wants, and then a savings account for the savings. So that same income, you'll multiply it by 0.2 and move that to your savings account. And just practice that. See how it works. The reason why I'm saying try not to worry about before tax, after tax. I know a lot of the blogs do a lot of this. Speaking as I'm going to put my accountant hat on right now, the tax laws change. And unless you're really good with keeping up with them, I wouldn't stress out too much because the point is you're setting aside some kind of money for taxes. I, I would imagine that's part of your savings. You're setting aside some money. And if you're really committed, you will have more than enough for your taxes. To my knowledge, I don't, but, but it also depends on also, I'm speaking in, in terms of the US, that's what I'm most familiar with, even though I have some international clients, depending on your country and your province, like the tax laws different for, differ for each reason. So the, this is about having money. Now I'm talking about taxes. I'm going to get away from that because my point is, is about having fun. And I mentioned that again, your, your 30% is essentially your fun account. Have fun. Use it to explore things. How this worked for me personally, when I first started using uh, 50, 30, 20, and this is after trying out, I read the book Profit first. And so I decided, you know what, let me try 50, 30, 20. I've tried a lot of these to see how it works, which one I like the best. And I really like this one just because I don't like restrictions and I don't like the traditional budget. So, um, and I'm very in touch with my money and that's the point. You know, I'm in touch with my money and my bank account keeps growing. That's the point. Doesn't matter what cash flow method is. But to get there, I did 50, 30, 20. And I specifically remember um, I had to learn, I had to relearn how to have fun, like to spend money on myself without feeling guilty. So this fun account was very, very helpful for that because as I'm reclaiming, as I'm coming out of financial rock bottom, part of that process, at one point I didn't have much money. So I really had to micromanage my funds. And I knew that I had to cut back on things temporarily. So now reintroducing those things, it, it, it kicked up some stuff. You can do as much money mindset work as you want until you really start to get in the trenches again. You won't know where you need to work on your mindset. So this was actually great practice for my mindset, for getting comfortable with this new reality of spending without guilt. And coffee was always the one where I was told 
time and time again, it's a frivolous expense. So what do you think your girl did? I bought coffee. A lot of my stories are about buying coffee because that's been my Achilles heel. And I would treat myself every time I would go, I, I don't live in downtown Chicago. So every time I would go downtown, there was a time there was, I was going to a yoga studio. Um, there was a coffee shop right across the, the street from that studio. I would go into that coffee shop, get an Americano, my favorite drink of choice, and then go to that studio. And something magical happened. I actually got tired of coffee <laughs> because I was buying it all. I, I was buying it whenever I could. So my, the boundary that came in was I realized that my sweet spot for coffee in terms of when I truly desire it is once a week. I didn't care to enjoy coffee every day because I got tired of it. So that was important. Here's something else that I learned about going into that coffee shop all the time, the, the place where you're not supposed to go, what my wants category, what my fun account did for me. I realized that it wasn't about the coffee. It was about the experience of going in to get the coffee because see, I was new in town and the people in the, that worked in the shop got to know me. It was always cool to have my drink order ready by the time I got to the counter. And then they would start talking. We'd have the banter. Oh, try this. You should check this out. So that was awesome. So it was, there was an experience that was happening. So the fun account provides for seeing beyond the cost of something. Here's something else. Um, I got business just by going to a coffee shop. I happened to get a couple clients, um, each a few thousand. That more than covered the co all those costs of co coffees that I was spending. So I stopped looking at what I was losing and I started to see what I was gaining. This is important, everyone. This is all because of the fun account that I'm now learning to shift my perspective. I stopped looking at what I was losing and I started to look at what I was gaining. Truthfully, what I was gaining because I was using my fun account and I'm, my specific example is coffee, but because I was using this fun account, I gained so much more than what I was losing. I was able to focus on the right things here, not on loss and scarcity. So my mindset was improving because I was practicing, I was putting it into place and I was letting it evolve naturally. That's the beautiful thing. I'm applying the mindset. I'm not just journaling and gratituding and saying affirmations. Now I'm applying this mindset. That's what the fun account does. And I got stronger, like I felt more empowered. I, I was no longer allowing people to tell me what's best for me. So I started to learn, this is really key. I started to learn what is and what isn't. And in terms of serving those of you, I shifted from that scarcity mindset that I was taught, even as an accountant, to now start looking at what is this person gaining? That's why I can ask these questions. Why do you spend? It's not because I'm punishing you. It's what are you gaining? We have to look at things at how is this serving us? Because that's what it is. Everything's a service. We have to allow ourselves to be supported. 
So that's the beauty of having a fun account. You give yourself a voice. It's not someone telling you anymore. It's you telling you. It's you understanding you. It's you establishing your own boundaries. You're personalizing it. It's you making the decision to be disciplined. Not someone else. It's you. It's you having a focus. Oh, and let me say this too. Because I mentioned that one of the benefits is saving money. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. I was saving money. It was interesting. The more I spent on fun, the more I, I earned. I already mentioned getting the clients. That was a given. But the more I spent on money, the more I earned. Or spent on fun, the more I, I gained. And I wasn't trying to. It just happened. Maybe it was because my, my, my vibration was... Um, attracting good things. I can tell you this, I was definitely a lot happier. So I'd love to know what you all think. First and foremost, have any of you listening ever tried the 50, 30, 20 cash flow plan? And if so, how did it work out for you? Second question, which probably should have been the first, do any of you have a fun account. And I guess, okay, I can say, do you set aside money for fun? And if so, how does that work out for you? How do you feel about it? When you didn't have money set aside for fun, how did that feel versus when you have money for fun? I'd love to know what you all think. And then in general, what are your thoughts about this episode? I'd love for you to give it had tried just having a, a fun account and maybe try the 50, 30, 20 cash flow rule. And I do have to say this before I close out. I am an accountant. I am a financial coach, but I am unfortunately not your accountant or financial coach, but that could be a possibility. But because I'm not yet, we cannot take this discussion as advice because I'm not looking at your finances. And so I don't know, but we can take this as it's education. It's an opinion. A lot of this is opinion. So please understand that as I'm, this is, a, this is really important, a strong disclaimer. Um, with that said, you are free to try any of the suggestions provided. Um, this discussion is definitely meant to encourage some of you to take a step forward. And even if that step forward is saying, hey, Chi, I don't agree with you. That's a step forward too. If voicing, you know, we can't be afraid to not give feedback. It's just, it's the people who are mean. That, that's the stuff that I, I'm not going to tolerate. But you can, we can agree to disagree. Like, you can't be censoring people. Anyway, it's just a random thing because I've, I've had to learn to speak up. So I, I, I do speak up. Um, but with that said, I appreciate all of you. I, I thank you all for your time and attention. I'd love to know how this really does land for you. So come check me out. I am on Instagram. My handle is mindfullychiyama. If you'd like any help, any assistance with growing your bank account uh, without selling more or growing your bank balance without depriving yourself, I am your huckleberry. And if you've never heard of that, it's all good. I'm your Huckleberry. So again, same email, chiama at the mindfulbookkeeper.com. Wishing you all 
a beautiful day wherever in the world you are. And cheers ever so much to your prosperity. <laughs>